I just want to let you know that next week Sunday the club will be going backwards. Isn't I think so? Yes, yes. So it's, you can come early anyway. <laughs> Probably I should not have said that. <laughs> but it's just good for you to know that the club will be going backwards. So you can have one hour rest, isn't it? Right. Um, <clears throat> Let's open our Bibles together to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 1. Uh, from verse 1. These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the desert east of the Jordan, that is, in the Arabah, opposite Sop, Sopi, between Paran and Tophel, Laban, and all those things. <laughs> all those places. That is why you just read some of these and you're wondering. Where are these places? <laughs> Apparently, all these places exist up till today. If you go to Israel, if you go to all these historical places, these places mentioned in the Bible. And actually, even when you, sometimes the Bible will say it takes about four days to walk from this place to this place. And it's still the reality of it today. If you, if you, if you read places like that in the Bible. So it's not, we're not just talking about fables or making things up. All those uh, places you read in the Bible, they're still there out in today. Praise the Lord. There are so many places. I, let, let me just, verse 3. <laughs> or verse 2. It takes 11 days to go from Oreb to Kadesh Barnea by the Mount Seir Road. In the 14th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. And this was after he had defeated a lot of kings, King Sion of the Amorites, and you know, he defeated Og, king of Bashan. Verse 5. East of the Jordan in the territory of Moab, Moses began to expand this law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Oreb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites, go to all the neighboring people in the Arabah, in the mountains, and all those areas, so that I won't bore you with a lot of all these uh, places and stories. You will remember that the Lord God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, and he said he was going to take them to the promised land. 
a journey that should actually take, let me say, a few weeks or at most a month. Some people will say 40 days. It took almost, it took over 40 years. And actually, when you read chapter 2, also, please can you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 2? Then, when we turn back and set out towards the desert along the road to the Red Sea, as the Lord had directed me, for a long time we made our way around the hill country of Seir. Then the Lord said to me, You have made your way around this hill country long enough. Now turn not, give the people these orders who are about to pass through, and so on and so on. Where I want to concentrate on today is chapter 1, verse 7, which says, 6 and 7, which says, But the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain, break camp and advance. So the title of my message is Break Camp and Advance. There are times in our lives when events, what we do, our journey in life becomes a routine and almost everything we do is like in a circle, in a circular motion. God is saying today, break camp and advance. There are times Life is like you go to school, you finish from the university, you get a job, you attend church on Sunday, and you go back to work, and it's like a routine. There is nothing exciting. God is saying, break camp and advance. Sometimes, life will even be spiritual, or it's also in a routine. Like when you come on a Sunday, you know every Sunday you come here, or during the week when it's your spiritual aspect of life, so to say, it's like we have worship for 45 minutes, there's announcements, the kids go out, there's a message, and then I go back home. And probably when I have the chance during the midweek, I go to connect. Or if they have a program once a month or once in two months, I attend, and it's still like a routine. God is saying today, break, calm, and advance. Is life no more exciting? Is life in Christ no more, no more, no, no, you're not seeing things that you expect to see. Is that what life is all about? Solomon said, vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. Sometimes life is like this, I finish university, I get a job, I find a man, or I find a woman, we have children, and that's life. And then everything is like in a circle, and you wait until you retire, and you start to get your pension. Is that what you think life is all about? It's like life moves in a circular motion. There's nothing beyond that circle. 
There is nothing beyond that circumference or radius. What should we do? And God actually noticed that the people of Israel were going through this circular motion. God had to tell them, break camp and advance. One of the things I discovered in life, for anything to actually advance, there must be a breaking of camp. No wonder in, in Hosea chapter 10 verse 12, the Bible says, break up your fallow ground and sow in righteousness. Let's, let me show you a video to prove that. Every time you plant a seed, when you're eating your fruit, when you're eating your food, what you are enjoying started with a tiny seed breaking camp. It does not just break, but it has to advance. There are some grandparents here, they just feel, well, now I'm old enough, I'm an elderly man, I'm an elderly woman. Life is not just about, excuse me, those routines are good. But what I'm saying is, there is much more to you, to the investment of Christ in your life, than just moving in a cycle. I was saying there are some grandparents here. Life is not just about, oh, you know, I'm old now, I can't do anything. I only do the little I can do. And I'm looking forward to Christmas. I'll buy presents for my grandchildren. And I'm looking forward to another Christmas. And I'm enjoying my pension. And at least the license is free. You know, it's still not about routine. There's much more to you. Once there's light in you, there's still much more God wants you to achieve in your life. So, but the first thing that will happen is for you to acknowledge, is for you to recognize that is my life, is it all in a cycle? And those things, I'm not saying they are bad in themselves. In fact, God wants us to do them. But are we moving above that circular motion? Let's see. I want us to say some few things. Uh, I don't know. Let me take Peter. When you look at Luke chapter 5, you know the story. Where Jesus met Peter at that lake, Gennesaret. And Peter, the Bible says he was toiling, was trying to catch his fish, until Jesus came and told him to cast the, the, the net on the right side. And he took a lot and you, you saw how Jesus invested in the life of Peter. He healed the sick. He did so many wonderful things. He walked on the water. Of course, he, he, he was beginning to sing, but at least he stepped on water. You know, we criticize Peter sometimes like, in large faith. How many times have you walked on water? <laughs> and even all the other 11 disciples, did they even attempt it? At least he did something. And sometimes, what prevents us from advancing, sometimes is fear. 
If I do it, what will people say? Sometimes it's shame. Sometimes it's lack of confidence. Sometimes it's lack of boldness. <coughs> Jesus died. And you know, he gave them instructions. Go into all the world and do this and do this. My peace I give unto you. My power I give unto you. You know, he told them all those things. But when Jesus resurrected and he came back, he met Peter at that same lake. And you know what he was doing? Let's read it so that you won't say, wow. John chapter 21. John chapter 21. John chapter 21 from verse 1. After Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, it happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish. <laughs> Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Just like, you know what was happening when Jesus met him. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, have you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. The same instruction he gave Peter. So it was like Peter moved through a circle and when Jesus left, he went back to... When Jesus told him, you will be fisher of men. And he told all the disciples, you will be fishers of men. Time will also fail me to even talk about the disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus told them, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Judea, in Samaria, and to all the ends of the earth. You, you know one thing I was so, 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 so glad about? Or oh, what I was so intriguing to me? There were spectacular things happening only in Jerusalem. How many places did Jesus tell them to go to? Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They just stayed in Jerusalem. They were fellowshipping together. People were getting saved. We had miracles, but in the same place. Let's see what happened. Acts chapter 8, verse 1. And Saul was there giving approval to his death. That was to Stephen, who was being stoned. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. I just want to say, God is not condemning us this morning. In fact, he told us that we are precious. He hears us. But there is much more to us than what is happening now. And God is saying, I don't even want you to struggle to advance. I don't even want you 
to use your power or your might. What God is saying today is God himself is inside our life that will cause the breakout and for us to advance in the person of the Holy Spirit. The challenge I feel the word of God, God is saying to us is, are we very conscious that the Holy Spirit is inside our life? Do we relate with Him regularly and allow Him to do what He wants to do? When we see the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our life, we will see signs and wonder. We will see spectacular things happening in our lives and life will not become a routine. Because what the Holy Spirit will do, He doesn't do things in routine. There are things that you will expect never be, to be able to achieve, but when you engage the power of the Holy Spirit, He breaks out and causes the will, the power of God, and heaven to come down here on earth. That is what the Word of God is saying. The Bible says in Romans, if the power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside his body, he will also quicken us. I like that. Many people say, I like God the Father. I like God the Son. But the Holy Spirit. Well, brothers and sisters, let's allow the Holy Spirit Let's, let's, let's be conscious that there is a power that is at work inside us that the devil cannot overcome or overpower that power. You've got power. Allow that power to break out and to advance. Not in a routine. You know, many times, I thank God that's beginning to change. Gradually, when somebody is sick, normally, we, I mean, this happens all over the world. We ask them to come out and we lay hands on them. 90% of times, that's what I see. But I thank God here, that's where I've been, that's not the routine. But sometimes, and you know, sometimes because we have been used to that routine, there are times when the leader will say, as we continue to worship, Believe God that, that He will heal you. You don't need anybody to touch you. But you know, we are not familiar. We are not used to just worshiping God and something miraculous will happen. Until somebody, I, I remember I prayed for somebody eight years ago. And I just said, God has healed you. You can go back to your seat. The person was saying, please just stay. I want you to touch me. You need to touch me. And I said, I don't need to touch you. When you look at the illness in the Bible, Jesus didn't do all his illness in a, like in a routine. He will speak to someone who will say, your faith has healed you. Sometimes he will spit on the sand. Sometimes he will just touch the cup. Sometimes he will shout. Lazarus, come out. And sometimes he doesn't even need to do anything. He doesn't even to need to know that miracle was happening. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? We just touched him. 
and something happened, and he turned back, who touched me? That's the kind of life I want to live. That's the life that you are destined. You know, this is your inheritance. That your shadow should be able to cause signs and wonders to happen. We need to be conscious that that's our identity. That's who we are. When you encounter a, a, a situation that is so difficult, I don't shy away from difficult situations. One of the first things I say is Holy Spirit. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, it should ask of you and you give that freedom freely. I need wisdom. Right now. Let's be conscious of the power. Let's break out of our routine. Let's break out of our routine. Let's begin to see the power of the Holy Spirit at work inside our lives. That's who we are. Let me read a few scriptures. You know what I'm saying today? I don't even want you to be afraid. But you need to take the step of faith. Probably that's what it means to break camp. You need, you see, breaking camp is different from breaking, uh, breaking out. But it's also a process. You know, people, many of us that we like camping, to break our camp is to unpack. Some of us, probably sometimes the reason why we go round and round in a circle is because our camp is still there. So when we go out, we know we have a place to go back to. Break your camp. Unpack your mindset. The Bible says the Lord will renew our mind. Let's expect great things. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. There's much more to you. I don't know why Jesus says you are the salt. You are the salt of the earth. I know I saw that one day. What do you mean? You mean all of us. We are the salt of this world. It's not the president. Presidents, prime ministers, according to the word of God, are not the salt in this act. I'm sure you read you watch the news every time. You are take your position, break out and advance. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do by saying Holy Spirit today what do you want to use me to do? Because the Bible says it is God that is at work both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I love that. You mean even the work that ought to be done is God in the person of the Holy Spirit that will still do it in my life. And he said, yes. Let's be conscious of engaging the power of the Holy Spirit every day of our life. John chapter 4. And then lastly, I'm going to be looking at what Jesus did. 
what Jesus also did. And then probably would, we should have a bit of time to respond to what God is saying to us. John chapter 4, <laughs> verse 13. Jesus was talking to this Samaritan woman. And the woman was asking Jesus so many questions. And, you know, it was become, you can read the whole of chapter 4, but not to take our time. Let me just read from verse 12. The woman asked Jesus, Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his, flo- uh, and his flocks and herbs? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him, will never test. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him, in her, a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Please, take note of that. That that water that Jesus will give him we become inside him or her. See, inside him or her, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, John chapter 7. I just want to combine those two scriptures together. John chapter 7. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, not many times you will find Jesus speaking in a loud voice. In fact, one translation says, Jesus shouted. Only a few occasions, you remember when he was, he was on the cross, he shouted. And probably when he was call, calling Lazarus forth. But on this occasion, it's as if Jesus said, wake up. He shouted in a loud voice. Look at what he was shouting about. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, please watch this one. Streams of living water will flow from will flow from within him. Hmm. Please see two dimensions of the power of the Holy Spirit inside our lives. It will well up like spring of water inside to resource you for your personal edification, for your personal building up. So Jude 20, 21 says that building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So there is this power of the Holy Spirit inside our life that will build us up, that will make us to connect with God. Have you been trying by your efforts to connect with God, to fellowship with God? There is this spring of water, and it's a spring. It is fresh every morning. Now the second dimension, this spring will flow out to touch other lives. That is the meaning of breaking out and advancing. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. It is not by power, it is not by might, but by the Spirit of the living God. 
So let me just end with Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, 38. I want us to just see what Jesus did. Acts 10, verse 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Everything he did, it was because he was anointed. He said, The Spirit of God is upon me and has anointed me to preach the good news, to heal the sick, to proclaim the year of liberty, to break chains. He said, He has anointed me. Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit and power. Oh, we are powerful people. But that power needs to flow out. Now, let's see what the power did. It says, how he went around, Aratasha says he went about. It wasn't moving in a circle. He was going everywhere. The Bible says he will go from one village to another village. He will go from one place to another place. In fact, when they want to restrict him in a place, the Bible says he was steadfast and he said, no, I must go and preach the gospel in that village also. So when he went about, he was doing good. The Holy Spirit will make us to do good. Amen. When there is a need to do good, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. When you are in a place that things are going bad, they are talking negatively. Please don't join them. Engage the power of the Holy Spirit. You will do good. In fact, what you say, you won't even know that. Do you mean that this is causing goodness in the life of people I'm speaking to in the environment? Don't let us join people who are speaking negatively, who are speaking depression in the country. Who are saying Brexit will break us? <laughs> you have <laughs> this power inside you that will cause goodness to flow out. You are the carriers of God's goodness. So everywhere Jesus went was doing good. They will condemn people. You know the positive they condemn, and they will say, "Oh, I don't condemn you. Go in peace." Is it healing? Even there are times when the disciples wanted to restrict him to, to, to lay his hands on the, on, on the kids. He said, no! Forbid not the children to come unto me. They want me. Come, come, children. Disciples, please. Don't restrict them. Come, 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 children. We are carriers of those things that will produce goodness and not just for one day. It flows do you remember? Spring of living water that will flow from him every day. It is fresh. <laughs> Bible says he was doing good. And healing. You know Richard was talking to us about healing. When you see a sick situation, do you know you are carrying the power of healing? But not in your household. <coughs> All who are under the power of the devil. Do you know that many people thank you so much for praying that prayer? There are many people who are under the influence of the devil. 
do you know there is this power inside you that will make you to confront the power of the devil? I can't just give you my personal story today, but it's true. I've seen it. I've seen it wrong. Why? Because God was with him. God said it. I can't say it. I should only even say it again. God said it to you this morning. You are my precious children. I hear you. I love you. God is with us. God is for you. He's inside you. And He wants to walk through you. That is the will of God for us. Let's engage the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will just see wherever you go, you'll be doing good. Amen. Should we just, I want us to sing a song to respond to this. Please, if you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you see, you can't walk in the power of the Holy Spirit if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not about gimmicks. If you feel you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, today is your, today is your day. You can receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And God will begin to, not tomorrow, from now on, you begin to see, you begin to experience the power of God inside your life. Should we just rise up and uh, David is going to lead us for a few minutes and I will hand over to him.